Creative Babble. Are you prepared for the possibility of a not guilty verdict? Even if there is like no guilty verdict, I know my son's voice will be heard. But as we all know, eventually, Lovely and her family will get to hear the jurors read out the verdict guilty. And we also know that soon after, the judge will take it all away. I'm John Taylor with The Twisted Podcast. And I'm Javier Leva with The Pretend Podcast. And this is Criminal Conduct, Season 4, Getting Away with Murder. When Lovely got access to the police files, she also got a CD containing Gage Bethune's police interview, the person that she believes killed her son. All right. The following is a taped statement taken from Gage Bethune. This statement is being taken pursuant to Carbondale Police 057. Would you state your name, please, for us? Gage Bethune. Gage is wearing a black hoodie and khakis. He's sitting with his hands firmly grasped together and leaning forward, listening to every word coming from the detectives. I'm just going to take you back to the evening of last Wednesday, February 12th. I understand that you came to Carbondale that night, but why don't you start with how you got here, what you drove, and who you came with. Okay. Drove my own vehicle. And here comes our first lie. I say lie and not deception because Gage Bethune is in a rare group of individuals who directly lie. Was anybody else with you guys? Jonathan Stanley, Gage's cousin, told police that there were three of them that night who drove down to Carbondale, not just him and Gage. Right. And no is a strong denial. He added sir for emphasis. It is very difficult for people, including psychopaths and sociopaths, to answer no when the actual answer is yes. They may shake their head no. They might say nope. They may answer no with a caveat like, no, no, not that I can remember. However, Gage is in an elite group here. Ted Bundy, deceived. John Wayne Gacy, deceived. They didn't outright lie. The only other individual I can think of off the top of my head that fits into the category with Gage Bethune is Casey Anthony. So tell us how you first came into contact with him. I was leaving the party. Okay. And he came up to my window and said, hey, give me a ride. Okay. And I said, where are you going? He said, right down the road. So I said, okay, you know, go ahead and get in. It's cold outside. Nobody needs to be walking when it's cold. Uh, for the main ride. Gage referred to Praveen as a man. I offered the man a ride. This becomes much more significant later in the interview. And then uh, this person approached you while you're in your truck? Yes, sir. Had you seen him before around town or in the house? No, sir. Okay, so the first time you saw him, just to be clear, was in the driveway? Yes, sir. Gage answered no, sir, and yes, sir. These answers appeared to be truthful. There is no indication Gage and Praveen ever met prior, so we can validate this statement. Gage conveyed his truthful answers in the same manner he provided his untruthful answers. 
This is not the norm here at all. Not even among seasoned criminals who consider themselves good liars. Can you describe what he looks like to the best of your ability? Definitely wasn't my race, and I used to be around. I'm grew up in Illinois, you know. I used, I'm not used to being around that type of you know, population and those type of people. I wasn't used to any of it. Okay. Remember, Gage and Praveen were complete strangers. Here's a clip of Gage painting himself out in a good light, but all he's doing is being stereotypical. He seemed like he was a well-rounded kid, pretty clean, you know. Didn't seem like a gangbanger, really, but mm-hmm. might he looked like he might have used drugs. You know, a typical, I guess he was in college. I didn't know his age at the time. I guess a typical college student. Okay. He, I just remember his earrings. I remember he was a darker skin, and it was darker much up, so I never really mm-hmm. got a good, good shot of his face. But when I seen that picture, I, I knew it was him. Okay. Gage says that he picked up Praveen, but he wasn't exactly sure where they were going. Driving along, right here, you know, make a left here, right here, 30 minutes goes by, yada, yada, yada. 30 minutes driving aimlessly with a stranger that he just picked up. Yada, yada implies he skipped over time. This is suspect. What is he not telling the detectives about this time frame? Talking on the phone to his friends about some cocaine, whatever it was. He was hyped up a little bit. Just driving. I tell him, I said, you know, I asked him multiple times, where are you going? Where's your destination? He can't really give me the exact spot. And I told him, look, I got to go. And he wasn't cooperating. I made my right. And then I think that's when he realized, hey, I'm getting taken away from my place. And that's when he started to rage a little bit. And it's when he punched me in my eye and I pulled over on the side of the road. Like, that's enough. Gage said that Praveen raged a little bit. Rage is described as uncontrollable anger and violence. This is a contradictory statement, which can indicate internal dissension. What he said and the truth were not lining up. Notice that Gage identified Praveen as the aggressor. I mean, he would not get out of my truck. Every time I told him, hey, dude, just go ahead and get out. I have to go home. I don't have any gas. I'll just pull over on the side of the highway right there after he hit me in my face and figure out how to get out. You know, I have to get him out some type of way. Mm-hmm. So he gets out, he swings on me, I back up, I hit him one time, he kind of stumbles, grabs my hoodie, pulls me with him, we roll down the hill a little bit. Like I said, once he seen me just leaving town, mm-hmm. he started to get emotional and mad. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, when you say him. that, okay, what was he saying? Where the, where the fuck are we going? Okay. Where, where the fuck, take me, turn the fuck around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I've told you 10 times to get out of my vehicle now. And then he starts to get aggressive. And then he just gave me a little pop. Just a little, just a little pop, which was enough to make me stop and realize, you know, he's talked about cocaine. Drove around for 30 minutes, and now he's put his hands on me. Okay. Now, when you say a pop, uh, can you describe that? A jab. Do you okay. So, so you punch, do you remember what hand he used by any means? Left. Left hand, and he punched you in the eye? Praveen was right-handed. I would never punch someone with my less dominant hand. And Praveen allegedly punched Gage while he was driving. Right here, in this okay. side, right around this area. Okay. And then what happened then? That's when I pulled over on the side of the interstate, put my truck in park, and I walked down his side to get him out of the vehicle. He got out of the vehicle, swung on me, self-defense, I moved back, dodged it. Or you want to say duck, dodge, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I hit him. Then he starts stumbling back and he grabbed me. Okay. And we rolled down the hill. 
He was on top. I was on top. He was on top. I was on top. Punches were exchanged. He hit me on top of the head, and I not hit him. Like I said, I know I got one good connect. Mm -hmm. Now, the rest of them, I don't know if they hit him in the side of the head or there's only a couple punches thrown. Mm -hmm. And then the cop rolled up. Okay. And I said, cops. And I got up, and I walked straight to the police officer. Like I said, a couple you know, hits were exchanged on the way. And he was on top of me at one point, and I was on top of him at one point. Never once it fight maybe lasted 30 seconds. I Myself, I wouldn't even really call it a fight. Mm -hmm. A little scuffle, you know. <clears throat> we just rolled around. That's when the cops showed up. So, John, Gage is not shying away from the fact that there was a physical altercation. Do you think that he's describing this accurately? No. He seems to be downplaying the extent of the fight and also the one-sided nature of the fight. And he asked me what happened. And I told him, pretty much got hijacked. Guy wouldn't get out of my mm -hmm. car. He got up. He took off running these woods right here. He's right here. And he said, are you sure he's right here? I said, yes, sir. He's right here in these woods. Gage explained to the trooper that Praveen was the aggressor. It was like he was overruling me. You know, I was scared for my life. Sure. I didn't know what he was capable of. Here, Gage was continuing to perpetuate the idea of him being the victim. He was supposedly scared of Praveen, but he went around the truck and pulled him out. That doesn't seem like the action of someone who was scared. And it was a pretty aggressive act to yank someone out of a vehicle. I walked around, just simply going to get the kid out. He jumped out and he swung on me. Self-defense, I swung back. I told the cop, he's in these woods somewhere. Mm -hmm. He just ran off. I didn't tell him we got in this, you know, a little scuffle. Mm -hmm. I, I'd been drinking. I didn't want to get in no trouble at the time. When, uh, after the scuffle there at the bottom of the hill and he ran away, um, do you remember how he was running? Did it seem like he was injured? Oh, no, I didn't pay too much. I heard him take off. Like, I, I felt him get off and run. I jumped up, and I went straight for the police officer. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I'm not turning my back to see what this guy's doing. I tried this, was ready to get rid of him. I was not, no, I was ready to go to the police officer. Okay. I was scared for my life. So that first time you punched him, uh, you, you obviously avoided his punch. The first swing, he swung yeah. on me, and I had moved back. Okay. Leaned back from it, and I had swung on him. Okay. <clears throat> and then what hand were you using to punch? My dominant hand, my okay. right hand. And just to, this is just cop terminology, but did you have your hand in a fist? Yes. Did you punch him with a closed fist? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I wasn't going to smack him. He was, he swung on me. I mean, I thought... Clearly, he, was, he didn't get out of my vehicle. I don't know what the guy was capable of. Mm -hmm. I did self-defense. I know how to defend myself. And when he had told me, yes, I used a closed mm -hmm. fist, and I punched him. After you punched him, from what I understand, he grabbed you, and you guys kind of grabbed each other? He had started to fall back because we was on a hill. Okay. And he grabbed me. And all his dead weight had pulled me with him. So we rolled down the hill. Okay. Gage described Praveen as dead weight. There were only two ways Praveen was dead weight, if he was unconscious or if he was actually dead. When detectives asked Gage if he left the party at 405 with his cousin, Jonathan Stanley, here's what Gage had to say. It sounds like you left alone. Yes. So um, Jonathan didn't come with you? No, he had fell asleep. Fell asleep at the house? Yeah. Okay, so you just decided... Yeah, I can't wait around on you. I left him there. Okay. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I help just about anybody I see. If I see an old woman standing on the side of the road, a bag full of groceries, I'm going to help her out. That's just me. 
But I, th- I guess you can't do that in certain areas. Okay. Keep in mind, Gage is making these statements about the quality of his character in light of the fact that detectives were asking him about a college student that ended up dead after Gage beat him. Get you any cocaine for the ride? No. Did I don't he, do cocaine. Did he ever offer you anything? No, sir. No gas money. No nothing. Okay. No, no thanks for trying to get me nowhere. No nothing. Okay. No, just a typical swing like like I did something wrong mm-hmm. because I drove away from his destination mm-hmm. when I asked where it was multiple times being the nice guy that I was trying to go home. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yet I took the time out of my day, out of my night to give somebody else a ride home that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. When I could have shot straight straight home, had no worries. Mm-hmm. Said I wanted to be the nice guy. I didn't want nobody walking me. It was cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the temperature was at the time, but I know it was too cold for me to sit there and stand outside of my truck for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, my, I got mad waiting on the person to move their car that was behind me. Mm-hmm. Gage repeatedly described himself as a nice guy. When we find him, um, is there going to be any reason there are other injuries on him? No, sir. From that are man-made, not from animals, I mean? No, sir. Okay. No, he'd only been hit in his face. Like you I ever, said a couple times. Did you ever see any blood at all? Maybe where you broke skin? Where I broke mm-hmm. skin? Yes. Okay, so you saw blood? Yes. On him? Okay. Do you remember where you saw it? Right. On his mouth. I think okay. I busted his lip open. Not that Gage is the most reliable source, but he did admit to hitting Praveen in the head, face, and busted his lip. Yet the official autopsy and the state's attorney Mike Carr's report and two experts missed all these obvious injuries. The first hit, I did hit him hard. Like I said, it's self-defense. Somebody swings on me. I'd, I'd lean back like this to dodge his punch, and I just went with my weight. Mm-hmm. And I'd hit him. Closed fist, yes. I know that's wrong. I know it is wrong to fight. I, I do understand that. But I felt at the time I was scared for my life. Mm-hmm. He drove me around. He had said something about a knife, and he had swung on me. I thought there was nobody around that I had. I did not know what the guy was capable of, so I had self-defense. I know how to defend myself. I hit him. That's all there was, too. I mean, we rolled down the hill. A couple punches exchanged. He hit me in the head. I, like I said, hit him inside the, the face, maybe the back of the head, maybe. Mm-hmm. you know, I, don't, I do know for sure the first hit, I hit him dead square in his face. Mm-hmm. I do know that for sure. When did you realize that you were involved in this case? I mean, I understand that you saw this on the news. Well, I mean... Is that today? Yeah. Okay. And you had obviously no idea that the kid was missing or no, hurt sir. so bad that he wouldn't no, be sir. showing up at home? Okay. No, sir. What was your plan when you saw him on the news? I mean, was there any... Did anything go through your head? Well, I need to let them know that... I had seen the boy right here, and that's who was in my truck when I spoke to the police officer. Remember how I pointed out that Gage referred to Praveen as a man? After the beating on the side of Route 13, Gage now referred to Praveen as a boy. This is a huge change. Something significant happened to Praveen to where now Gage saw him as a child. And they were roughly the same age, too. Praveen was defenseless. He had to be in really bad shape for Gage to see him as a little boy. That did, you know, terrify me. That I didn't know what, what he was doing. I mean, when you saw it on the news today. I felt the need to see yeah. the family and that uh, they needed to know. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. 
what was your plan from there? Were you going to call Saline County? Were you going to call Harrisburg? I mean, for what reason would I call Harrisburg? To let them know that you recognized the kid. Oh, I was going to take a trip to Carbondale. Okay. I was going to go there tomorrow morning. Because I didn't have any gas in my truck. Okay. Yeah. So when I seen it on the news, I seen him and I seen the earrings and I was like, and it said missing person. And then Wednesday night, and I was I put two and two together real quick, and I just couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't look at the screen. Okay. Maybe sick to my stomach that the boy's boy didn't show up home. So that's the same thing. Lovely called me and she goes, "Oh my god. Oh my god." I said, "What?" And she's like, "Trust me." I just talked to somebody, and his name's David Robinson. Next time on Criminal Conduct, the state appoints a special prosecutor to Praveen's case. Finally, the Varghese family has hope. Criminal Conduct was written and produced by me, Javier Leva, with the Pretend Podcast, and John Taylor with the Twisted Podcast. Punit Shinoi with the Podcast Pundits helped us with the production and editing on this series. If you want to binge the entire series, all nine episodes, check out the link in the show notes. It will take you to the Criminal Conduct Patreon page. The episodes are also available on Pretend Plus on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music was written and produced by Ruby Rose Fox. Of course, follow us on social media. We are at CriminalCon on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All right, we'll talk next week. Creative Power.